Jetty, we, we just had our best month um, in company history. It was June 2022. Um, and that is all organic growth. So we have not acquired another brand or gone into another market. Um, we have just focused on California and on the Jetty brand and have been able to navigate what is a really, really difficult competitive environment. And, um, you know, I think Canopy obviously recognized that and, and saw value in it. This is Lit and Lucid, your after work de-stress smoke sesh podcast. I'm your host, Lit. And I'm your host, Lucid. And we're going to take you on a journey. A journey to discover the truth and find the balance. Every week, we get deep on those thought-provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe. But we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture. So kick back. Consume your favorite cannabis products and get cozy cozy in the the Lit and Lucid lifestyle. Welcome everybody to the Lit and Lucid podcast. It is Thursday and we are recording another episode of the show. Joining us today is Ron Grishoni, co-founder and CEO of Jetty Extracts. Since 2013, Jetty Extracts has been a California-based producer of high-quality cannabis extracts and the pioneer of clean vape technology. Backed by award-winning technology, Jetty has paved the way for the most authentic and natural vape experience available to consumers. Jetty Extracts has recently been acquired by Canopy Growth Corporation, which will allow the brand to develop new high-quality product formats, expand into new markets, while continuing to create industry-leading extracts in their state. Well, that's pretty, like, really exciting news. So I think we're really excited to learn more about that, as well as more about Jetty Extracts. Um, So with that, welcome, Ron. Hey, Jared and Lucy. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, just want to give you a quick congratulations. I heard you guys had some, some big news recently. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you you. for that. Yeah, that was a welcome surprise. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, we're stoked to have you on Ron and, uh, you know, being somebody who's been in the industry since 2013, I know that there's going to be a lot for us to learn today and a lot to kind of talk about and cover. And especially with the the recent acquisition by Canopy Growth. But before we get too far into Jetty Extracts and kind of what that's all about, let's talk a little bit about yourself and, and kind of how you came to be in the industry and how you got started. So, you know, feel free to, to share with our listeners uh, a little bit more about your journey. So I, I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, so I'm an East Coaster originally. Um, I, I had a, a stint in college. I went to the University of Michigan and then I moved back and lived in the New York area uh, for about a decade. Uh, and while I was there, I worked in in real estate development and then I moved into uh, working in a family business, which is a natural deodorant business. Um, and that gave me a lot of exposure to CPG, um, to really understanding sales and distribution and branding um, in a competitive market. Um, and I moved out to California with my wife when we got married in 2009, uh, ended up in San Diego, um, and have lived here in, in California since then. Um, I've been a recreational cannabis consumer for for 20 or so years. Um, Everything that we had growing up in the East Coast that was great came from California. Um, And I think once I moved out here, it was just interesting because everyone in California has uh, a cousin or a friend or someone who's in the cannabis business. Um, And, you know, we we were no different pretty quickly. Um, 
And it was around 2013 that uh, my, my father became a, a medical cannabis patient to help with his back pain. And I started taking a look a little more closely at dispensaries and sort of what I saw was shelves that looked a lot like natural products stores did 20, 30 years ago. So a lot of mom and pop type vibe, a lot of unbranded products. Uh, and I, I had seen how the natural product space had had really grown over over that time to where things were packaged and more consistent across different um, different retailers. And it just felt like that's kind of the direction that cannabis would go as um, as the stigma disappeared and, and legalization became more of a real thing. And uh, so I kind of talked to some friends I knew that were in the space and asked them about what they do. And one was a grower and one was owning a, owned a delivery service. And um, I, I ended up uh, jumping in to a partnership with, with them. And um, we started Jetty in 2013. We were self-funded and we were just kind of looking to make better concentrates and vape products than what were really newly hitting the market um, mm -hmm. at the time. Um, and, you know, we, we just kind of were very bootstrap mom and pop, just kind of building it ourselves, tinkering around and, um, you know, just, just doing every single function of the company uh, between us. That's pretty incredible. That's interesting. Uh, a couple of things. I, I like your comparison and your ex background experience with natural deodorant. I mean, I like natural deodorant and Jared laughs at me all the time. He's like, oh, you've got your natural deodorant on. But I like that comparison. You know how you said, you know, 20, 30 years ago, this natural, you know, even like natural foods and like the organic movement and things like that were much different. And look how far they've evolved today. And, you know, I think you've seen that even, you know, the early days of cannabis back in, you know, 2018, like 2008, 2009, things like that. And look where it is now, especially like the brands today in 2022. So I think that's cool that you saw that evolution in a different market and have probably taken that experience into Jetty Extracts. And that's something I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, just generally speaking, before we dive into Jetty a little bit more, you know, you probably had to be really resilient just to ride the wave of the California market, even since 2013. So can you tell us a little bit more about kind of how that market's changed and kind of what resiliency you've had to have just as like an entrepreneur, just to stay in this market? That's a great question. So the, the California market has changed tremendously. Um, but if, if I had to describe something that has been in the California market since we got in is constant change. Yeah. So j just being involved in, in cannabis in California, you have to be constantly ready to pivot and move more quickly and more decisively than I think almost any other industry I, I can imagine. Um, and things just move so fast. And so much capital has come in and so much product innovation and just all these unintended forces keep hitting the market and, and causing, causing things to change. And so, um, you know, back in the early days, you know, everything was cash and um, the, the people were afraid to write down an invoice. You know, it, it was still very much a gray market. Um, you know, we did not tell our landlords what business we were in. And as a result, we were in five 
different locations in the first two years of operation. Um, You know, people did not want to have cannabis tenants. They they were afraid that the government would, you know, repossess their real estate for (laughs) having an illegal business inside it. Um, And if they knew that we were a cannabis business, they would charge us five times the rent of any other business. Um, And so, you know, it was, it was just like a very, it was very mom and pop oriented though. At that time, there wasn't big money and there were almost no big businesses or even big operators. Um, And so a lot of the dealings were based on trust. Um, I I didn't sign a single document, including with my co-founders for over two years from the time we started the business. And we're talking, you know, millions of dollars of transactions going around and cash and not a single document signed with any vendor, partner, customer, anything. I, you know, it was all just sort of, um, you know, just small industry and you, you got to be a good actor. Otherwise, it, it becomes really hard to uh, to play. Um, and, you know, it's become a much bigger industry with, with much bigger players and a lot of consolidation. And it's happened in a, a, at a rate that's much more accelerated than what you see in almost any other industry. Um, and so... I think, though, the the biggest change that I have seen in the nearly nine years since we started the company is that the type of people that want to work in the cannabis space today are it's a much wider, a much wider um, set of the population. Uh, You know, nine years ago, trying to hire anyone was really difficult because people especially professionals, lawyers, accountants, mm-hmm. we, we could not get anyone to do work with us, uh, to advise us in any way. Yeah. And, you know, now we get uh, people that are way overqualified for positions we're hiring for that just want to be in this space because it's become so much more accepted and so much safer to be in. So, you know, there was a lot of looking over our shoulder and worrying about, you know, worrying about law enforcement, but worrying about our own staff um, taking advantage of us and, you know, I feel like it, a lot of that type of energy is gone, and there's, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a lot more stable of a, of an environment to uh, to operate within. Mm-hmm. Right. I was going to say, what a what a juxtaposition of you sharing your story and, and talking about, you know, the first few years. It was like a lot of it was having to be done, kind of in secret almost, so that you didn't attract attention, and then also, without you know, a lot of the the normal business operations, you know, the, the assistance, I guess, that normal businesses have or the structure and everything and the juxtaposition to today of like, you guys are getting acquired by, you know, a multinational company that, you know, for a decent size amount and, and like, that's going to really accelerate your business growth. And it's just, it's a crazy juxtaposition of like, of that to like, you know, from nothing essentially to like very legitimate and kind of like top of the food chain type of business deals. It's, it's pretty incredible. And like you said, just to all happen and less than 10 years is, is like mind boggling. Um, one funny thing I'll say is last night we were watching <laughs> a game show and uh, I can't remember what the Holy name of it is. Holy moly. It's like a golf, a putt putt game show. And it's like really fun it's to so watch. <laughs> but this girl, she was like, they t- you know, they obviously they introduce everybody and they tell them like what their occupation is. And this girl's like, I work in the cannabis industry and, you know, she's a lawyer or a paralegal or something. And and uh, this was like a month away from another game show we'd watch called Bullshit on Netflix. And the guy was like a cannabis sales guy. And Lucy and I were just like laughing to ourselves of like, look how much more cannabis is accepted today of like 
people are going on TV and game shows and being like, I work in the cannabis industry and it's like totally accepted. So I could see that. I could see how the industry is like really shifted now mm -hmm. to people want to be in it. And it, there's not so much of a stigma. It's like exciting. Uh, so I think that's where you're getting some of these kind of people that are like really bright eyed and bushy tail and like, I want to be a part of the cannabis industry and they may be a little overqualified, but I think that's a really cool moment for cannabis, especially hearing where you started. Um, but let's kind of switch gears a little bit and, and talk a little bit more about Jetty Extracts. And I know a lot of your guys' focus right now is on solventless vapes and live resin, and and uh, we're big fans of that. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Jetty Extracts and some of the products uh, you're offering to consumers? So Jetty was founded in 2013. Uh, and as I mentioned, right around that time, uh, concentrates and vape products were starting to take space on dispensary shelves and uh, were super interesting because of the ease of use and in the effect, but the user experience was actually pretty poor. Um, they didn't look very good on shelves. They didn't taste very good. Uh, they often didn't function properly from start to finish. Uh, and so we were just kind of setting out to make a better product and something that we would want to buy. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always believed that brands would become a very impactful area of the cannabis space over time uh, as the industry matures, as stores and consumers are looking for uh, more, more consistency across the market, um, but also more like what they're used to seeing when they go to Whole Foods or even Safeway or where, wherever it is they shop. Um, you know, and brands are what uh, have over the last decade have not been taken much notice of, you know, I think cultivation and retail have been where most of the money has gone, where much of the investor interest and much of the focus. Um, but I think that going forward, we're going to see brands uh, really take more of that spotlight because brands are, are, are easier to scale um, and easier to move into new markets and into new product categories. Um, and so we always felt like building a brand um, would be the best long-term play. And, you know, we, we were never looking to build a business to sell it. We, we just kind of wanted to be creating cannabis products that we would want to use, that we would want to give to our parents and our siblings and our friends. And um, that was what we set out to do. Um, you know, in the early days, we bought a CO2 machine and we started doing CO2 extraction. And the two main reasons for going with CO2 to begin with uh, were one, that hydrocarbon was the main other type of extraction at the time. And it had kind of a, um, a bad rep for being dangerous um, because people who were using that type of extraction and not doing it in a careful way were causing explosions. Um, and the second reason was that there were, there were not great methods for purging all of the residual solvent from the extract and CO2 evaporates kind of on its own. And, um, it was kind of a cleaner way of doing an extraction. So a cleaner, safer way, that was what we were going for. Um, you know, over the last nine years, we've then moved into ethanol, uh, we've done a lot with hydrocarbon. And as you mentioned, now we're doing mostly solventless extraction and all have their own sort of benefits and downsides. 
Um, but really where Jetty has been somewhat unique is that we do all of the extraction ourselves in house and it's given us a lot of expertise understanding the different types of extraction on different types of uh, input material. Um, so we're, we, we really are true experts and have, have figured out how to do um, how to do the extraction um, of each type on our own. You know, there, there was no blueprint. So we were just kind of continually trying things and seeing what worked and seeing if we liked it and seeing if the market liked it. And, um, you know, I feel like we have made every mistake you could possibly make. Um, but we've, you know, tried to try to just keep getting back up and, and just getting better at what we're doing. Um, but it's, it's allowed us to really learn and become very, very deep experts on um, on the actual extraction process. That's really interesting. Um, that was something, you know, that I was thinking about. I was wondering, you know, did they start with solventless or did that evolve over the years as consumer demand has changed? I mean, especially now, I think everybody's looking towards the live resin and the live rosin and things like that. So it's cool to watch your guys' evolution. And it's also interesting to hear that you guys just had to figure it out yourself, right? There wasn't just like this handbook or something you could Google to really figure out these processes. And they're very highly complex processes. I mean, I've been an extraction facility a couple times and I still really have no idea what's even going on. So <laughs> kudos to you guys for, you know, figuring that out. And I was thinking, you know, especially as, you know, the solvent list has become more popular. I know, especially here in Colorado, I've thought that that was a, probably a really big selling point probably for, you know, canopy growth to come in and acquire you guys because of the technology that you guys are doing. Uh, so I think that that's really interesting. Now, would you guys do, you know, market research on your own or when did you really make that shift towards more like the solventless technology? We started doing solventless extraction in 2016. Um, and at the time it was somewhat, somewhat niche and, and not really commercialized in any form. And, and to be honest, it's, it's just getting to the commercial mm -hmm. phase right now. Um, we always were trying to make a cleaner product. And so we were, we had removed any additives within the first few months of operations back in 2013 from our CO2 oil. Um, we started doing testing for solvents and pesticides and metals and stuff in 2015 before it was required by law um, when most, most companies were not doing that. So we, we've sort of had this constant quest for how how we can get the best expression of the plant into a concentrate and into a vape uh, cartridge. And there's been so many iterations to get there. Um, live resin kind of burst onto the scene in around 2017. And what we saw was that it was very popular in the illicit market before it came into the licensed market. Mm. And around the same time, or around 2018 was when we really started seeing solventless products become really big in the illicit market. And so we've absolutely taken some inspiration from that side of the fence because, you know, they, they have, they can move more quickly. They have less regulations kind of slowing them down from getting markets, uh, get, getting products to market and trying different things. And so we started really making a concerted effort back in, 2018, 2019 to do R&D on how we could get a truly solventless oil into a vape cartridge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the time, and even still till today, a lot of the solventless products 
um, don't function very well. They're not at the right viscosity. Um, they don't taste flavorful and consistent from start to finish. Um, you know, we've developed some processes where, um, you know, we have the best possible solventless product in a vape. And, you know, you don't need to take my word from it. We've won awards in every competition that we've entered, um, ranging from the High Times Cannabis Cup to the Emerald Cup. Um, We also have the number one selling solventless vape in California. We currently uh, control more than 50% of total retail revenue in that category. Um, So consumers are responding to to the quality of the product. And I'd say it's it's actually a more expensive product than what's mostly on the market. And this market has moved toward mostly lower price products. Mm-hmm. So we're sort of defying that trend because people want in cannabis what they want in other industries, what they want with their food. They, they want the cleanest, best product they can get. And there's always going to be a market for that. Um, back, back to your question about data, you know, we, we really look internally you know we have a staff that loves cannabis loves trying our products loves giving us feedback good and bad on those products <laughs> um you know so that is our best focus group uh but you know there's more data now than there used to be so there's lots of different um companies you know in california we've got headset and bds and trees that really give some really good information on categories on brands mm-hmm. on products um, but you know, that's, that is fairly recent, you know, I would say up until three years ago, there was almost no data that you could look to. It was all about to get in the stores and talk to the buyers and talk to the bud tenders and try it with our staff. And Hey, what, what do you have in your pocket right now? Oh, cool. Like maybe we should try making that. Like, it was just, you know, it was that level of like kind of guerrilla marketing and, and, you know, it's, it's certainly become a lot more professional. There's a lot more things that you can look to, um, to understand the market. Um, but you know, that's where we came from and, and nothing takes the place of getting out in stores and watching how people shop and trying the products yourselves. And, you know, myself and my leadership team, we, we all are still out nearly weekly, just trying to make sure we keep an understanding of where the market's headed um, because this, this industry loves innovation and you've got to stay in front of where the trends are going. Um, otherwise you, you become irrelevant and uh, you know, we've seen that happen over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a great point. Uh, and I like how you kind of tied it in there with like, you know, the consumer market is, is driving a lot of this. And I think what the consumer market ultimately wants is just an experience that's as realistic to the plan as possible without having to, you know, physically smoke the flower. Like they want a more convenient version of, of like the exact thing they get out of the flower. And, and that's hard to replicate, especially in like a vape product or even like a concentrate. It's just like you, there's a lot that's lost in the extraction process. So I like that you guys have always like kept, kept the focus on like wanting to, you know, give the customer what they want in a clean, consistent manner. Uh, cause that's like the half of the brand battle we talked about last week with Skip Matzenbacher of just like creating a brand because people, you know, if they're shopping for toothpaste, like they want, you know, the same flavor of toothpaste every week. They don't want, you know, sparkling spearmint. And then every single week it's a different, you know, taste or a different consistency or something. They want consistency. So it's really cool that you guys have backed up this brand, uh, with, you know, actual products that, that serve and deliver it. 
Uh, I'm curious though, because we obviously in Colorado, we're no, we're no different than California. Like we're seeing a lot of this solventless technology kind of take over. They're putting it in gummies. Uh, and then last week we actually came across some uh, bubble hash, which I think is very similar to what you guys are creating. Uh, maybe just for those who were kind of new to it, even myself, you know, solventless, you know, tell us what this product is, you know, how, what's like the initial form, um, you know, how are you guys extracting this? And then, you know, how does it convert and then, you know, become like vapable, I guess, like, you know, because it, it, it appears to me that it's like a, like a fluffy kind of, like, it reminds me of like the kinetic sand almost that's out there. So solventless is any product that is extracted without the use of any solvents. So I mentioned a few solvents that we've used like CO2 and ethanol and butane and propane. And all of those um, are using chemistry to create a chemical reaction with the compounds in the cannabis plant to separate um, the things that you like, like THC and CBD and terpenes from the things that we don't want, like chlorophyll and fats and waxes and other plant matter that uh, doesn't have any medicinal or psychoactive value. Um, bubble hash is a solventless type of extraction. And we actually use, we, we, we will make bubble hash before going into further steps um, that, you know, we, we will make a rosin, which is adding heat and pressure mm. to the bubble hash to, to separate out more of the oil from it. Um, but again, that all of those processes, none of them use any solvent within that process. They're all mechanical separation. So you're using ice and water to make the bubble hash and you're using heat and pressure to make the rosin. And we don't touch what's in that uh, vape cart with any solvent from the time it's planted in the ground until it's you know, vaporized in that cartridge. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's really hard to do um, because there's, there's a limited set of strains that actually yield well for solventless type extraction. Um, and then getting it, as I mentioned earlier, into like the right viscosity and formats so that it vaporizes mm -hmm. well and tastes great um, and stays consistent throughout the experience involves a lot of just lab work to, to make sure that it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and so kind of stringing it all together is something that you can't just kind of go hire someone to figure out for you. It's, it's really about like trying all these different strains and kind of trying, trying different heats and pressures and, and, and all kinds of things until, you know, you, you, you get it into the right format. Mm -hmm. um, but, but in general, solventless just means that, you know, that, no solvent has ever touched that product. Now, for some other types of extraction, like for live resin, that's made using hydrocarbons. And we then will purge the resulting uh, product of any of the hydrocarbons. So you won't detect that there's any butane or, um, or any sort of residual solvent in there, but it was extracted using a solvent. So that's, that's really the distinction. Um, live resin is, is a great method of extraction and kind of has moved the industry forward because live resin is done typically on what they call a fresh frozen plant. Mm -hmm. So 
the, the plants are frozen in, within an hour after harvest, which locks in a lot of the flavor profile and the terpenes um, so that when you do an extraction, you get a better finished product. And a lot of infrastructure was built around this freezing process, freezing it and then keeping it frozen through extraction. And for everything we're doing with our solventless extraction, um, we're doing it on a fresh frozen plant material. That's pretty cool. And then, you know, before we move on there, I just wanted to point out that um, like one thing that's pretty interesting about all this and, and you pointed it out really was um, that not every strain is the same and like extracting the strains are like completely different. Uh, I used to work in sales at a wholesaler and I would sell occasionally to, well, a, a lot, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in, infused product manufacturers and extraction companies and, and especially the hydrocarbon ones that were using butane and propane to extract, they would be able to give you a lot of feedback on different strains. And, and it turned out that some strains were like super waxy and so it would really cut the yield down or some just had like a ton of plant matter. Like you said, some were better for uh, those types of extractions or even a different type of extraction like the water extraction just because the yields are totally different. And yield like really plays a huge part in extraction because uh, if you get like a really low yield, then it kind of renders like the whole process, you know, useless almost. So uh, it's just something that I think is like really kind of cool and like fascinating that like different strains work really well for different things. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's a great point. And a lot of what you're uh, what you're mentioning is stuff that we deal with constantly mm -hmm. is like the different strains. Some are better in different types of extraction and the the farmers are actually growing and planting and harvesting based on the type of extraction that's going to be done on that specific plant. Fascinating. That, that, that's how far the industry has come where it used to be just kind of go around and look for whatever's available and <laughs> yeah. then you would extract it. Now, now we work together with the growers from planting to make sure that they're kind of, that they, they're meeting our expectations and you know, that that's better for both of us. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. This is always really fascinating for me to hear because it's just totally over my head. I'm just like, I don't even know how these people figured this out and like came up with this whole extraction <laughs> process, but it's really cool and I enjoy it. So that's awesome. Um, but talking about something else that's really exciting, you guys recently got acquired by Canopy Growth. So tell us a little bit more about this acquisition, you know, why Jetty Extracts was appealing to this large company and, you know, a little bit more about what your role was in this whole process. So Canopy uh, is, is a large Canadian, uh, what they call an LP, and it is majority eventually going to be owned by Constellation Brands, which is a very large uh, alcohol and beer company. Um, they own some brands you may have heard of, like Corona and Modelo. Um, and Constellation has sort of made the calculus that their future growth is going to come from cannabis more than from uh, beer. Hmm. And so they, they've made some, some very large investments with Canopy. Um, Canopy, um, based on federal laws, is operational in Canada and cannot operate in the United States. But they recognize that the biggest opportunity is the United States. Um, it's a much bigger market. Um, it's, uh, it's a much more interesting market, um, but it's also a much more competitive market. And so as they're looking to, you know, make bets on how to get into the United States, um, they came to California and I think met with just about every company they could out here. Um, and we kind of hit it off because we share the vision that brands are really 
the best long-term value that is is scalable in the space. Um, and you know, they were looking for a team that they could bet on that would help them understand this market and build their business in this market. And Jetty is really unique because we've been around since 2013 and we are still run and controlled and our decisions are made by the founders of the company. And in, in cannabis, that is, that is not typical. Um, there, there's a ton of turnover and, you know, it's, it's a really, really hard competitive industry. Um, and, you know, for what, for us, one of the things that was amazing is, uh, that we, you know, we, we have maintained that, uh, that operational control and, um, you know, the way the deal is structured, uh, Canopy has an option to purchase Jetty at a future date. Um, but until then, we're still operated as separate businesses. So we are collaborating with them on certain R&D projects. They've invested a ton in different science that's really interesting to us. Um, but as far as how we go to market and how we run the business, um, nothing has changed other than the fact that we now have uh, a lot of resources. Uh, so we have, we have more cash on our balance sheet um, then we have raised since inception currently. Nice. Um, and the market is the market here, unfortunately is not doing very well. And there's, there's a number of reasons for that. Um, but Jetty, we, we just had our best month, um, in company history. It was June, 2022. Um, and that is all organic growth. So we have not acquired another brand or gone into another market. Um, we have just focused on California and on the Jetty brand and have been able to navigate what is a really, really difficult competitive environment. And, um, you know, I think Canopy obviously recognized that and, and saw value in it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of where we sit and the fact that we're, we're growing in a market that's down 20, 30% year over year. Um, we just had our 10th straight quarter of top line growth. Wow. Um, and we've managed to maintain strong margin. Um, and you know, a lot of that is driven by the solvent West product innovation and, and leadership that we have. Um, you know, that, that does set us apart. And I think that we see a lot of other, a lot of other businesses and brands jumping in. I know Colorado is a, is a, is a hot market for solventless types of products. And, you know, we keep a close eye on what's going on there as well. That's pretty incredible. You know, first off, congrats on the acquisition with Canopy and and congrats on the recent, you know, success in June. Like having like the best month ever when, you know, the, the market is just the way it is. And like the, a lot of the news that comes out of it is like negative. Like it's pretty cool to see a positive like that. And I think it really speaks to you guys being consistent with your vision and following through with your vision. And then like you keep reiterating and like you guys have produced a brand now and this and that like speaks for itself that consumers now uh, when things get tight, they're not going to be shopping new brands. They're going to be going to what's consistent, what's always came through for them, the value that they've gotten out of it. And that's probably what you're seeing now is people just saying, okay, well, things are tight. Let me just go with what's always, you know, got me, you know, what I want. And, it, and, uh, and that's, I think, where the consistency part comes in with the brand. So, you know, kudos to you guys. It really seems like everything is really picking up and like glued together really great for the company and the outlook looks good. Um, but let's talk about that. You know, I know you mentioned uh, Colorado a bit and, uh, you know, is there any like sneak peek about, you know, maybe some expansion plans in the future for Jetty Extracts or, you know, what's on the horizon for Jetty? For Jetty, our number one priority is how Jetty performs in California. There you go. And I think that 
in this industry, as we talked about earlier, there, there's so much noise and so much change and so much opportunity and everyone's looking for the white space. And there's, I, I believe, too much of a tendency to just kind of chase squirrels everywhere and try to do too many things. And you know, we've stayed really, really focused. And at times it has maybe not seemed like it was the right move, but uh, uh, it's, it's paid off. And, you know, I, I think that we don't want to get away from that too far. So we, as we look forward, you know, most of our resources, investment time is going to stay in, in Jetty in California in, you know, launching, launching new products, continuing to grow our distribution and, and our market share. Um, we do have a pretty exciting collaboration that we're doing with Kiva. Um, oh, cool. They're the leading edibles uh, mm-hmm. edibles company in the state of California. Um, we kind of grew up in the industry together, um, have been friends for a really long time. We both uh, ended up in Oakland with our businesses um, and have have fought against all kinds of different regulations and stuff together. Um, but have always been <laughs> a huge fan of the of the business and the products. Um, they have a brand called Lost Farm um, that was fairly innovative in, in taking live resin and putting it into gummies. Um, for Jetty, we've never had an edible product, um, but we just are hitting the market now with a collaboration where Jetty's live resin is going into Lost Farm products. Um, they're using our uh, Legend OG in a sourberry flavor nice. and our Sunshine OG and a honey apple flavor. And I got some samples. They're delicious. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just really exciting for us. Um, you know, we've done lots of collaborations um, with, with growers, with retailers. Um, but this is the first one we've done with, uh, with an edibles brand. Um, so expect to see more types of collaborations like this from us. Um, we think they're really good for kind of allowing us to reach new customers for in this instance, keep us uh, customers to, uh, um, you know, re- reach, uh, reach some of our, or th- their brand to reach some of our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're, we're super focused here. Um, you know, I, I, we are also looking at, at going into some other markets, you know, now that we have the resources and that the jetty is, is so stable operationally in California, you know, our team's doing well. Um, you know, we're, we're heavily, I I grew up, as I said, in New Jersey, my co-founders are from New York. We're very interested in those markets, given that we know them, we grew up there and that they're really big markets that are just coming online. So we're putting a lot of focus on, on seeing how we can get there. Um, we have some good friends in Colorado. We're, we're, we're looking at that interestingly enough as, as a market to, uh, to come to and, the fact that solventless is is already so kind of well known and it's a more mature market is actually interesting to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think I do think you'll see you know in the next twelve months you'll, you'll likely see Jetty in a couple other markets. Um, I, I'm not excited about running into too many markets too quickly. <laughs> I think that's I, th- I think we would do well in a lot of markets, um, pretty much any market if we put our focus on it. But uh, that's the key is to make sure we have enough uh, our team and our resources focused on each market we go to to ensure that we're successful. And I, you know, I think it's a long game. You know, yeah. we we 
we think this is still early innings in this industry, like first inning, you know, <laughs> and it seems like we've been, <laughs> it seems like we've been doing this forever, but, uh, it, it really is early. And I think that, uh, to just kind of staying focused on, on where we're doing well. And as long as we can maintain organic growth and find the right opportunities, um, there will be time, uh, to, to, to grow. And there, there's going to be a lot of time. Like there's, there's a long runway in front of us for, uh, you know, for, for new opportunities. I like that. I love that. Yeah. It's a very like mature mindset mm-hmm. and one that probably should, a lot of people probably <laughs> should take note of. I mean, I think that, you know, certainly that's what has made you successful. I reiterated that earlier of the consistency and, and, uh, I think, you know, the outlook, especially in New York, I think that's, that's going to be a fun one for everybody. And I look at New York as it might have a lot of the same problems that California had. Unfortunately, fortunately, I'm not sure which way to go just because it is such a large market and it's been such a, an established market for, for decades, if not, you know, centuries in some ways. I mean, and so, it, you know, it's probably gonna have a lot of the same growing pains that California had. So I think you guys really, if there's anybody that's going to take it on and kind of move to the East coast and do the same thing that you've done on the West coast, I think you guys are positioned for it, but I do like the, the mature mindset of like when the time happens, you know, it's go time. And, and in the meantime, you guys are just going to keep doing what you've done for, for almost 10 years now and produce a very high quality, consistent product for consumers. And that certainly is something to be said for itself. So, uh, really impressed with everything you guys have put forward, you know, and, and I'm excited, you know, the prospect of maybe having it available in Colorado yeah. and in other markets. I mean, that's exciting. But I think what you guys have done in California is extremely impressive. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, we we do have a high level of confidence of, um, of going into um, a market like New York that that does have a lot of the same challenging dynamics that we know that we see in California, where there's a lot of illicit market sales. I mean, I was, I was actually just in New York for my brother's wedding a couple of weeks ago and actually the, um, something you guys might want to do for fun at your wedding. Uh, he had a, he had a pinata at the end that was full of joints and vape cards. Um, that no one knew it was inside it. <laughs> no one knew it was inside it, but it was a crowd pleaser. Right. Um, I'll send you, I'll send you some photos, but it was fascinating because I, I was in, I was in New York city for, uh, almost a week and just like walking through Washington square park, there were dozens of tables of just people set up selling, selling joints, selling edibles. And I lived in my twenties, right, right near there and used to walk through and, you know, people would say, Hey, do you need something? But it was, it was more discreet. Like now it's just out in the open. (laughs) And so, you know, it's, it's, and it's going to be, it's going to be a challenging market for, for that reason. There's going to be a lot of competition from both the licensed and unlicensed market, just Mm -hmm. like California. Um, But yeah, we're, we're comfortable operating in, in highly competitive environments and like really understanding our cost structure and Mm -hmm. where we fit in the market. And, um, you know, focusing on our customers, which are uh, you, the the consumer at the end of the day, but really our retail partners are our route to market. And so we have spent years cultivating relationships with the buyers and the owners and the bud tenders. And, you know, still as we're, as we're launching products and as we're competing in the market, like making sure that all of those people on the retail side want to carry our products, want to display them, want to push them out. I mean, that's, that's a big part of what it takes to 
be successful in this industry. And I think there's no place that is better to learn how to do that and see if you're good at it than, than California. Yeah, I yeah. agree. No, I think you guys have done a great job. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people when they hear, oh, they got acquired by somebody, you know, that they just sold out to that large company and there's nothing really left from the ethos of the previous company. And I think, you know, through this conversation with you today, that's definitely not the case for Jetty Extracts. You guys have been committed to yourself and, you know, your processes since 2013. And all you're going to do is continue to grow and expand and continue to provide that really quality product to consumers in California and maybe possibly some other markets. So kudos to you guys. That's really exciting. I think also your collaboration with Kiva is pretty cool as well and Lost Farms. Those are some pretty dope brands out there in California. So for all of our consumers out there, definitely check that out. Find some Jetty Extracts. I think you can just check out their website and see where you can find them. Uh, But Ron, we do have one final question for you. So we are the Lit and Lucid podcast. Are you lit or are you lucid? Um, usually I'm lit right now. I'm losing. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) That works. (laughs) All right, Ron. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us. We had a really great time. Hey, thank you both so much for having me. This is uh, really fun to be on. Likewise, man, right back at you. And we look forward to watching your continued growth, Jetty Extracts continued growth and, and the, uh, you know, the canopy growth merger to, to materialize and you guys be, you know, off to the races at that point, even then. So I'm really excited for your future. All Thank right. you. All right, you guys. Well, with that, I'm Lit. I'm Lucid. And that's it. Laters. This episode of the Lit and Lucid podcast is brought to you by Yoohoo Digital. Yoohoo Digital is a full-service digital marketing agency specializing in website design, SEO, and social media management for cannabis and hemp businesses. Learn more at www.yoohoodigital.com. 